It is the P&P Podcast. There we go. Took me a second there, so. All right, guys, who's, who's kicking this one off? I, I don't know. What, what, what are we doing? Welcome. In case you missed me, I'm back. Dave, I know Dave's probably happy. Um, <laughs> he's nodding his head. It's episode three of the PNP podcast. This is how the first one went, Dave. I know I listened to yours and Jeff's, and it was very, it was very well done. Um, but this is how it'll go with me and Jeff. I step on Jeff, then Jeff steps on me, and then we're like, oh, you go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead. And it's just back and forth like that. When you guys did it, it was good. Um, I, I like to talk a lot. So, anyways. I was going to say, I, I was, well, was going to say, I didn't think that Dave and I had an issue. No, you didn't. I didn't I, think so. I was very respectful. <laughs> I tried to be respectful. Yeah. See, that, that's what I'm saying. But that's just it. Like in Jeff and I's episode, at the end of it, he's just like, "Man, I, I felt like I was being interviewed." And I'm like, "No, Jeff, this is like the Padawan learning from the master, <laughs> or, right. or or like, you know what, Jeff? Did you tell a story? Do you have another story left to tell?" <laughs> I, could I think I, I think I might. Damien, Damien, where are you? I am in Saint Paul's, Newfoundland off the east coast of Canada, the most easterly point of North America, uh, way up in the North Atlantic uh, in Grossmore National Park, um, which is my home where I grew up. Uh, had to come back, take care of some family things. Um, back for a couple weeks, um, missed a couple episodes. Dave picked up my slack as usual. And uh, I thought today I would, uh, I would be able to clear some time and jump on with you two beautiful human beings and and have a chat. Dave, where are you coming from? I don't want I don't want Damien to say. <laughs> King Carden. How do you say that, Damien? How do you say it? King Carden. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't hear a difference when I say it. You know, I, I was I was really thinking, you know, if if Jeff asks him how to say it this time, like my family, my mom was born in Scotland. Right. And when she goes back to Scotland for a visit, she comes back and you're like, fuck mom, slow down. I can't understand Stay you. Back. Like you're back to your accent, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh shit, Damien's, Damien's <laughs> gonna have his accent back. He's gonna be on here calling me boy. And like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think some of the, like I, I, some of the slang words have come back, like talking to my kids and stuff. And, and they're like, what does that mean? Um, you know, just simple little words that I'm saying, and uh, it, it just comes out now that we're back here. Um, but I don't think my accent's that. I don't think my accent's that strong anymore. Um, hmm. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully, I'm right back to the level one again um, when I leave here. Say three hundred and thirty-three thousand three hundred and thirty-three. Three hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three. Yeah, that that was the TikTok going around, and the Irish people oh, yeah. are like, the Irish people are like, ah, bugger up! Like, I can't say the, <laughs> I can't say the words they say because I think we're trying to be PG. We <laughs> so, are, we are yeah. trying to be PG. I am in the outdoor studio, just outside what? Ocean City, Maryland, in Ocean Pond. So, actually, just had a pair. I told uh, told Dave while you were away there, Damon, a pair of mallards just walked through. The drakes are looking really dirty, uh, but they they're very easily trainable. They come and visit the bird feeders here, so it's molting. That's awesome. It's molting uh, right uh, you know what? There's a couple that I've noticed across the canal. Like they are they are having some issues flying, kind of thing. They just don't seem to have the uh, no. Nah, they still have they still have the primaries, but they, I think they're I think they're kind of in some poor shape or started to lose some of them. Mm-hmm. You, you seeing many hatches there? Yeah, not not as much more geese than than ducks. I th- well, obviously, in, or at least to me, the geese are easier to spot for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I, th- I think that uh, tend to think you know ducks are they kind of a little more secluded. Um, seen a couple little little broods of wood duck, a uh, couple couple mallard. I mean, they'll be having uh, out the pond here at the community. It'll be September, and they'll still be pumping out pumping out young ones here. So, 
it's pretty awesome. crazy how quickly they grow. Like, isn't it like two weeks after they're maybe I'm confusing turkeys, but like two weeks after they're born, they're they're starting to try and learn to fly, and they're they're getting there, aren't they? Like, that's pretty crazy. It is. I I was told, and somebody can correct me, but uh, especially snow geese, it's like thirty days. They got to be flying because things freeze, and they got to you know they're heading right. south kind of thing. It's it's a very they are on a very fast paced. Yeah. Um, thirty days might not be one hundred percent accurate, but that's that's what I was told. Mm-hmm. So. And- and those first 30 days are pretty rough on them, right? Like everything, like they're, they're swimming in the pond and a bass is going to grab, jump up and grab them. Like it's, it's a rough little world for the first couple of weeks. 100% or, or gulls or what, you know, we got the big herring gulls here, man. They, they, they're, they're looking for a free handout for sure. Yeah. I was up at my, uh, up at my cousin's cabin, uh, last night. So sitting on the, sitting on the patio overlooking the, uh, the Atlantic ocean, well, the Gulf of St. Lawrence really. And um, there's uh, uh, a, a family group of, of wood ducks that, that go, sw- uh, not wood ducks, black ducks, sorry, that go swimming by. And, and I'm trying to get a good picture of them and stuff, but I'm using my phone and I can't. But as I'm, as I'm zooming in, there's a harbor seal that, that's behind them. And I'm like, oh, ho, 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 you better stay away from those birds, seal. Uh, and he did. They got into some. It was low tide, so they got in amongst um, the kelp and stuff, and and the seal couldn't get at them. So, anyways, it was pretty cool to see. So, I want to jump right into this. That might that may have been a little too strong. I'm sorry. I probably got a little overmodulated. <laughs> but Dave, Damien, Damien, Dave, Punisher Waterfowl. If people don't know it, you guys are Punisher Waterfowl, and you have the Union Zero Four Thirty podcast. I believe I, I was told that it's it's going to be bi-weekly instead of weekly. No, no, it'll still be weekly. He's just testing us. I'm just. I'm just ah. How about this? Twice, twice weekly. Week. Twice weekly. That's what I meant to say. I misspoke. And oh. you, you picked it up, Damien. I'm sorry. Not bi-weekly, but twice weekly. Well, that's I, what I, I meant think, to say. Yeah, I think the plan is is we'll keep the we'll keep the original you know that we're doing with with the union and we've got three of our good buddies that join us on that um and which is you know we've got uh, a cop uh, a volunteer firefighter uh ex-military so everybody's schedule is all over the place so you could get any combination of the five of us on the union and now this this is getting part of our of our weekly uploads onto our youtube channel and and podcast so yeah so i guess for, for fans of anybody Punisher Waterfowl, um, you get to see mine and Dave's ugly mugs twice a week now, I guess. Um, so, yeah. So we're pretty excited about it. And we can't, you know, obviously you're, we're part with you now and, and doing something like this. So, hey, Dave, uh, pr- pretty pretty cool from when you threw that Hail Mary out to ask Jeff if he'd come on the Union to now we're doing a show with him. Yeah. Just, I'll be right back. He's gone. He left. Should I I put some music in right now? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but we'll we'll see. We know he's not going to go to a fire because he's still got his... Yeah, he's still busted up. Um, I got to wait for him to come back because I I want to ask a serious question. But you do have, we can talk about this, you do have a cast of characters. Who are they all? So, so on the union with us, is, it's uh, our good friend, Mark Vitch, um, Ryan Bro, and Phil Christian. Um, a bunch of, like, everybody, that's the really cool thing about, about the union is that everybody has such a different experience level when it comes to hunting birds. Um, a, a really, really diverse uh, spectrum when it comes to uh, what we're used to, how we set up. It, it, it's always funny because when we get together, there's all of us are like, well, this is what this is what I do. Well, this is what I do. So trying to come up with a formulate a plan and and stuff. And and when we're chatting and just trying to pick apart strategies, because we're scattered all across Canada, right? Like, well, that, up. yeah. Was, you know, that's what I, that was one of my points I wanted to bring up. That like it, physically, you you guys are all very far apart, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, and actually, Dave is still. I I think I could get to. Uh, I don't know. Dave Dave is on the other side of Ontario, which is about, you know, six hours away from me, right, Dave? Yeah. 
yeah, you know what I mean? And and I can almost get to, you know, six hours away. I'm I'm at the the eastern side of the province of Quebec, six hours away, right? Like Ontario is so huge. So well, we are we are very, very drifted apart. Go ahead, Dave. Well, how far away is Jeff from us, right? Like he's not much uh, further than six or seven hours. I was yeah, just gonna- so- I was going to bring that point up and say, Damien, like at six hours, man, you're going to be pretty close to being in Maryland if you drive south. Yeah, absolutely. So I think when I did the uh, the Google Maps, like when we were trying to plan for the fall for me to come down, I think it was like seven and a half hours from door to door. Yep. Agreed. So, agreed. Yeah, it was agreed. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, again, oh, I, I good. Well, I was just going to say, like, Damien, instead of coming up to my place like we do and, and me coming up to your place, why don't we just meet at Jeff's? There you go. Right? <laughs> it's the same driving distance. Well, to go off a little bit of a segue too, like last year, Damien, when you went to PEI, like mm-hmm. I just counted. Like it, I, I, I had, I was, I guess I was shocked it was 14 hour drive for you. I just mm-hmm. didn't think, I was like, it's 17 hours for us to get up there right and i was thinking well it can't be that far for you to go and you're like oh it's 14 hours like holy moly so yeah yeah from my perspective you guys do a great job even your the physical distance that you, you all are part that and you still have like a really good a very strong bond between you all i think yeah i th- i think and and dave can chime in on this after i'm done but the, the biggest thing when when we started this was that under no circle and we and dave and i made this very very clear at no point was a dollar ever going to cause us to lose a friendship um and and we made that perfectly clear right from the bat uh we're buddies and listen like we get on one another's nerves on times and and that's life right that the important thing is is that we know that listen we're buddies um we're going to have disagreements uh but at the end of the day, we're, we're pals. We hang out. We, you know, like I, I spend a ton of time during the day talking to these guys. So um, it's easy for us to, to do a podcast when, when you're hanging out with your friends. It, it's kind of like you see on those TV shows, like how they depict a, like brothers and siblings. And like they're fighting all the way up to church. And they're like, you just see like a ball of dirt with like fists and legs and then all of a sudden they get to the church and that's the church is like our show starting because that's church for us right and then all of a sudden it's just like oh everyone's sitting they're dusted off and okay let's go <laughs> the thing ends and it's like bam back to that shit that stuff again <laughs> that's awesome i never that's a good analogy i've never thought about that yeah so i kind of thought of the simpsons and that's kind of one of the big things we have on the show is like the yeah bart and lisa <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna do this as I come towards you. It's your fault <laughs> if you get hit. That's right. So, what is what's what is the true idea and thought? About, how did how did Punisher Waterfowl form? How about that? Um. So I guess the the, the the I guess we'll go back a little bit. So so growing up in on the north North Atlantic. Um, I don't want to say that I, I hunted every day or and it was the most important thing to me in the world, but it was something that my friends and I did, um, and, and we enjoyed it, obviously. Uh, when I left Newfoundland and I joined the military, uh, well, there was no time for hunting, and I lived in barracks, so I couldn't have a shotgun and, and all that. There was a bunch of rules and things. But in 2007, I returned home from Afghanistan, um, and... And I was missing something like I really needed something. So I fell back in love with bird hunting while I was it's so in 2000, I fell back in love with bird hunting. I was in a different part of Canada at the time. So a different variety and, and it really kickstarted those those feelings again. And and just to be out and everybody knows be out in, in a duck blind in the morning watching the world come alive is is good for the soul. So then I get, I leave New Brunswick and I, I move back to Ontario and my buddy and I, who, who was also a duck hunter, well, we couldn't get any property to hunt. Um, we were in an army town and most people who owned property, well, they had been screwed over by some army guys in the past. So they had no intentions on letting my buddy Cal and I um, hunt. So as a joke, 
I created a Facebook page and pretended to be this big deal. Um, and, and that's ultimately what it was. It, it was a trick to, to get introduced to some local people. And it happened. Like I had, I had business people reaching out to me who wanted to, you know, help me get uh, set up as a business. And I met farmers and I met guides and all this. And, and I started getting out and getting to do hunts and stuff. But then people started asking me, who, well, what, what is it? Like, what do you do? And that's when I'm like, oh shit, the jig is up. Like, I, I don't do nothing. I'm, I'm literally just a, a Facebook page. I don't offer anything. So I, I get a logo made. Um, I start slapping it on t-shirts. Uh, and then I start selling them, trying, trying to be, you know, become somebody within the waterfowling world. And, and it just continually grew and, and I would hit some obstacles and then I would rejig. Um, in 2018, um, I reached out to Dave, asked him if he would like to come on board because I really needed the help. Like in my mind, Punisher Waterfowl was just spinning its tires and, and it really needed some new blood in there to, to start giving some ideas. So Dave came in, um, we started spitballing ideas. Uh, I asked him, I was like, what do you think about a podcast? And he said, I think it's a great idea. And that's really, you know, we went from just selling t-shirts to me selling gear out of the basement of my house to me creating my own decoy bags and, and duffel bags and, and shell carriers and stuff to now, you know, um, if, if I was to put a, a name on it, and Dave, you can jump in once I'm done here, but if I, I would say Punisher Waterfowl is exactly this. It's we're promoting this this camaraderie and and trying to educate and and put morals into people on on how to be a, a good person be a duck hunter and and try and preserve this this thing that we're doing for as long as possible if i miss anything dave please correct me yeah i think what damien was trying to say at the end there is like um for the first couple of years, Damien and I are like, well, okay, what are we doing with this? What, what, what do we want to do with this? And Damien and I both thought of it as like, uh, okay, well let's do t-shirts and we'll do this and we'll do that. And we'll make this camp. And then, um, we had some talks with some other people and okay, but define that. And that's where it came out. Like, you know, give, give some goals. Right. So really our goals and our, what we're trying to do is we're trying to educate hunters, you know, through the podcast, um, recruit and help the recruitment of hunters. So that's stuff like our, our we do a, a bursary kind of thing every year where we have a student that, you know, going through college is tough. So we try to help raise some money for them by letting them design a, a sweater. We sell the sweater for them and any profits off that sweater go 100% to them. So that's, so we got hunter recruitment, hunter education and, and community and camaraderie, right? That's, getting our camps together and getting people together right that's those are our three big things so that's well, kind of where we're at now big south of the border what's a sweater buddy okay i'm just checking just making sure <laughs> you okay dave what's that you okay oh yeah just a little bit of i started physio a couple of days ago and every okay. now and then i get a little bit of pain okay so, yeah yeah the camps. Yeah, like, yeah, the camps. So, yeah. you know, those, we, we aren't the people that invented these camps, but the, the thing that Dave, this is one of the things that Dave has, has really pushed when it comes to the camps is that um, our goal is to introduce people that would never have met um, ordinarily. So by us bringing these people into the camps, it's, it's, meeting different people from different areas and different strategies and all this stuff like we we have chat groups from camps and now it's like they don't even really talk to dave and i anymore they just talk amongst themselves and they they plan hunts and they plan gatherings and and so so on the outside for dave and i reading these chats it's awesome because we're achieving our goal of, of introducing people but it's really because now not only are they getting together on hunts, but they're starting to become 
very good friends. And, and that's a big part of it too. Like these camps, we're not trying to make money off them. We're trying to have people get together. And then when they get together, well, now it's like, okay, Damien, I'm coming down for a hunt, but on the way I'm going to stop at this guy's place. And, you know, maybe it, it'll be two days to get to you now because I'm going to stop at a couple guys' houses and hunt with them. Um, and it, it's kind of neat because now it's become like a, we call it team punisher, but it's, it's almost like a brotherhood of, you got people in almost every single town around Ontario with a duck population or a goose population that's hunting and they're they're inviting each other out to hunts and inviting us out to hunts and they're saying oh guys the birds are here now and it's like okay well let's all go there let's you know it, it becomes a bigger thing by reducing yeah it's it, it's a great little experience and that's that's kind of the big thing so specifically the details what what is uh i assume the camp is over a weekend yeah so we do a weekend camp um generally we'll start depending on where the camp is like um usually i have to work till noon on the friday and i'll take the afternoon off um but then i'm five six hours to drive wherever we're going but the guys we'll let them see everything from scouting the night before hunting in the morning um if there's opportunity we might do an afternoon hunt um that's all dependent on how the morning went and if there's a availability of like a duck pond versus a goose blind stuff like that for limits right um then that night some might go do an afternoon hunt some might go scout again right everyone's involved in every experience you know uh processing the birds everything the we also make sure like there is a little bit of a a bonding camaraderie aspect where people sit by the campfire and have a few drinks um if you start drinking you're done hunting that's kind of the big thing right like safety first making sure all that um then sunday morning everyone will get up they'll go hunt um after the hunt's over we'll process birds take some pictures slap a few hugs and then everyone goes back to their places and they continue talking and that's what we're after right that's making sure that everyone had a good time and and the camaraderie those are the big those are the big things for us how many camps do you have in a in a season used to be one um we've tried it, it's really hard the last couple of years we're like okay let's do like three or four camps and then that bloody little covid hit and it's like okay well let's do no camps let's try one camp and then this year we're gonna try two this year you heard it here first officially we're doing a second camp this year we've we're in talks with a with another guide service that has some property we're going to do a second camp this year and then maybe next year we'll try for three and we'll see where it goes from there right so th yeah. these are in just in ontario for now why are you for thinking now. of something down in maryland I, i'm just asking you that's <laughs> what, what's the plan yeah well right we could probably fit eight people on your boat so that's a full camp right okay well it's our just duck boat punisher camp 2023 there you go we, um, we, need, we need pbhq completed yeah and then and then we'll do it because that that would be a time but imagine this like go out and hunt in the morning and then in the afternoon do uh jeff coates uh padawan seminar where we get to learn how to make a decoy <laughs> Ooh, that baby. Yeah. there is a little bit of a gag order about pbhq so i can't really speak much more about it but but oh, uh gotcha gotcha but yeah but no but yeah um yeah but no, but yeah. But yeah, how how uh, sorry, a little, a little closer. I bet you loud. What does um how 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 did I guess from a distance, from what I understand, this this is a you announce the camp and it's first come first serve type thing. Like how how does how does somebody get involved with one of your camps? Is what I'm really trying to ask. Yeah, it's it's always first come first serve. Like, um, unless there's something like other than the guides and like um if we need a boat then that person will be like okay we'll, we'll get them and we'll get them involved we have a, a we're limited by the um, bed space right so the bed space kind of dictates how many people we're going to have at the camp so once we find out the bed space then we're like okay let's make sure we have 
this next camp coming up is going to be a goose camp. So I'm going to bring my decoy trailer and we've got another guy with the decoy trailer. So there's, we didn't have to get a guy with a, with decoys. Right. But that would have been something to think about some camps. It's okay. We're going to be hunting water. We need to make sure we have three boats. So we look at getting boats. Okay. That takes up a couple spaces there. Right. And then we find out there is no preferred preferred people coming in like it's we 100 first come first serve um the last camp we did so a couple weeks ago we we did the first camp for this year and it was going to be our co-ed camp um we have a guide service that has a husband and wife so the wife's gonna take out some ladies and just to make sure that we have everyone that's comfortable and they can you know just try it out and see if it works um but the guy's side of it filled out in like 30 seconds. Oh, wow. And nice. the lady's side of it was, I think it was like 40 minutes, but, but then as soon as the 40 minute hit, there was like, there's like three or four ladies trying to fill in another spot. And we're just, it, it's pretty incredible. Um, and that was eight spots total that sold out. So that's good. This next camp, we might do 10 or 12 people. We'll just have to see what we're, we're still working out details. But that comes down to, you know, Jeff, um, when we started, like when we done, so the, the cool thing is that Dave and I met at the very first Punisher camp before Dave was a partner and it was just me alone. I had, I had organized a, a camp with a, with a local outfitter uh, in Ontario and Dave came down and that, that's where we actually met. So it, like that's the cool thing about this this idea is like I got a friend and I've got a part, business partner at a, at a, the camp right so um, it it is it it it's amazing when you think about it but the thing that we there's so much more to the camp that people people may never realize that the the little the little things that that's involved with it right like Dave and I don't execute these camps ourselves. Could we? Yes, 100% we could. We could do all the logistics ourselves, but the goal is to put some money into the local economy. The goal is to give a, uh, yeah, I, I'll say an amateur guide, but that's that doesn't mean that they don't have the ability. That's that's just, it's a side job as opposed to their, their main living. So, so we try to throw some money at those guys, let those guys get some, get some exposures, uh, get some exposure and maybe build on their clientele. So it's, there's so much going on with these camps um, that not everybody that not everybody gets to see. Um, we weren't going to do a second camp this year because we really wanted to see how this co how this co-ed camp was going to do. And something that the, the lady hunters up here have been asking for a long time um, for us to do a ladies hunt. So, so we, went um and did the co-ed thing but like they just said 30 seconds we had the we had the guys sold out so and then people are, are hammering us listen we want in on this camp maybe you should do another one and they just kept hitting dave with messages and and asking them so we were like okay so so let's do another one and it has to be first come first serve not that we you know we love everybody but we want to try and spread it around and not always have the same people show up because that that goes against the goal of the camp. The goal of the camp is to get more and more people meeting and involved and become friends and stuff. So we, Dave usually will put out a, a quick teaser. Hey, tomorrow uh, at this time, we're making the announcement. So um, that's it. It's, it's one day before he'll put out a teaser and if you want in, you better be at your at you better be monitoring your social media because it gets filled up pretty quick. So, um, like Dave said, you heard it here first on on the PMP podcast, but there will be a second camp, and I think Dave is going to be making that uh, announcement um, today. Actually, right I now? think today's the teaser. Tonight's the teaser. Oh, tonight's the teaser. Yeah, right. and and with that too, like, uh, well, the last camp there was a so Rogers. We don't have cell phone service like you do down in the States. Like we've got two major companies and then yeah. all the other ones kind of like 
piggyback. You know, they piggyback off of them, right? Like they're all related kind of, well, last, the last camp, we're like, oh, you know, tomorrow we're going to start filling it. And then come oh, yeah, five o'clock, Rogers is down, ATM banking. And, and so like, we have to take a deposit the first day, right? Just to make sure the spot's filled so that the guide has, okay, it's, it's official here, get your stuff prepped, whatever you need for that, get food and all that stuff. So we, we take a deposit for that. Well, sure as shit, it goes down. Rogers goes down. Well, that takes away um, a lot of the banking and all. So it's like, okay, well, we'll wait till 24 hours. 24 hours rolls by, okay, we're good. And then, well, all of a sudden, my Facebook isn't working. I'm like, oh man, well, we got to do this. So let's just do it on Instagram. And then it sold out in like 30 seconds, but people are on the Facebook and like, oh, well, I didn't get a chance because I don't have Instagram. So I think this time we might try and just do Facebook just to make it even. You know, we're, we're trying to accommodate as many people as we can. We're trying to help, but at times, like we're a small business. We don't have, we're not technical wizards either. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, turns out that I just need to restart my phone, turn it off and turn it back on again. And Facebook worked. Wow. So, yeah, that's, yeah. How about you come up with some big lottery? So it doesn't have to be necessarily, not the first come, first serve, but it would, how about this would give them, in my opinion, would give the masses a ch- Chance, a equal chance that everybody, not the speedy one or not the first one to hurt it, but you know, it takes you could you could really kind of promote it. Take a take a week of getting people signed up, and then kind of do a neat little little like lottery drawing, just like just like a like, sticker draw. Yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, when we Powerball. do uh, like that, when the um, first Tuesday in August here for public lands in Maryland, they have they have a lottery system for uh, for blind sites, and that's what you do. People show up, whatever the county is, they all pull num you know they all pull numbers out of a a big tin and whoever got number one they they got the first choice number two number three number four you know that kind of thing so that might be a neat way of doing it yeah uh, okay anybody in eastern ontario that has a bingo machine please let me know and you got you got you got your number generator right here man oh no but we can make a big spectacle <laughs> out of it if we're pulling out the balls that's and stuff true. like that that's that is true so specifically, I, I believe I've been to one of the camp, not your camp, but I've been to the property where the, your camp is held. So it, it is. Mm-hmm. It, tell me about that. Tell. Well, I want you to tell everyone about it because I've been there, and, and it's the kind of thing where like it looks like to me it would be a pretty cool place to, to hold a camp. Go for it, Dave. Which which property? The um, the one with Rich? No. So I think I think I'm, uh, I'm referring to Long Point. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So, so we've the other done thing we long do, point. Oh, sorry, go Dave. So the other thing we do is we, we try to um, geographically we try to move camps around. Okay. Um, so we've done Long Point. We're gonna do Lake St. Clair probably next year. Um, it's a little bit more logistically, it's a bit harder to plan that one. Um, but we try to like move them around. So it, it gives people like different views and it gives us different opportunities to see what's going on and also it's not like the same camp every year where we're we're hunting geese out of the same you know the same fields by moving camps around we're actually able to give people a different experience so people want to come and see the different experiences right so that's kind of the plan there um but yeah long point apparently it was amazing i uh i hurt my back right before long point so i didn't make it to that one um yeah but Jeff, like, you you've been the long point, so so you know. But for anybody that hasn't been the long point, so long point is on is on Lake Erie. So this, this is exactly uh, what I was trying to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so long point is on Lake Erie. Um, I know the the morning that we were lined up to get into the lottery system, we had hunters from Michigan right next to us because because of the geographical location is so close. I think I think an hour away is is uh, Niagara Falls. So you know the the American side and the Canadian side, it's just right there. So it's not a long commute for for our friends south of the border. Um, but the beauty about Line Point is that it has such a rich history. I'm, I'm not going to say it has the same history as, say, the Chesapeake or, or anywhere in that, that northeast coast. But 
it has a huge history because of the numbers of birds that come through there and the amount of research that happens in Long Point it is phenomenal. So the, the one thing that I found cool with Long Point is that any day prior to the day that you go hunting, you could go in and you can find out exactly every bird that was, well, provided that everybody reports them, which I'm, I'm sure everybody do, but you can find out every bird by day that, that shot, sorry. I was just gonna say, do people that shoot coots report them? Well, so, <laughs> so we were out and uh, we had a buddy in the boat with me and uh, and he was like, I'm gonna shoot a coot. And I was like, please don't shoot a coot. Like, the, like don't. And I, I just said, don't shoot a coot um, by accident or, or whatever. All right, of course, he, he ends up shooting a coot by accident. Um, and we have it, uh, obviously it's part of our, our bag. Uh, so we, when you're finished, you had to go back into what they called a unit um, in Long Point to, to start saying which birds you shoot, right? And as we're there, a couple of gentlemen from Michigan drive by, and I mean, like, it was instant. One guy stuck his head out the window. Who shot the coot? Like, it, it, it was like there was a beacon shining on this coot. Of all the birds, like, we shot a, a ruddy duck. We Like, we, we had a really, really mixed bag of birds that day. But of all the birds, that, that gentleman from Michigan, the only thing he, see, he seen was, was the coot. And he was like, oh, who shot the coot? So, and, of course, we, we ratted Logan out um, very quickly so he didn't think it was one of us. But... Yeah, it, it, it's a cool spot. And this year for one of the camps, we are going to go back to one of our previous guides just because it's such a neat dynamic to have the husband and wife um, as guides. It's just a really cool dynamic. And, and we're seeing it here in Ontario, and, and I'm sure down in, down in the stateside even more so, but we're seeing a huge increase in the amount of women that's coming out to hunt. Back to Long Point. Yeah. Not to sidestep that one. Back to Long Point. I, I maybe maybe it's the thing just, you know, I always say, you know, it, it, everything is relative. But, you know, being from Maryland, Chesapeake Bay, maybe I, maybe I don't, because it's here, maybe I, not that I don't appreciate it, but it's 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 not that big of a deal kind of thing, right? That's but, right. But, like, I, I think there is a lot of history in Long Point there. I mean, it's, if, for uh, everybody, everyone, how many, how many people are listening to us, do you think? Oh, there's millions. They should, if they're bored, Google Long Point Company. Yeah. And that'll take you out to, to the basically to the Millionaires Club, where the story goes that basically I, I don't know the group of gentlemen that originally did, but they bought they bought that land from the Queen of England in the eighteen sixties. And I think some of it has been sold off over the years. The the property's not quite as big as what it was. Um, but the most interesting story that I know that I was told I did have the pleasure, the privilege, the honor to actually go visit the Long Point Company. And I was I was told, Jeff, put your camera away. Can't take pictures, can't take pictures. I, okay, I'm just, I was just pleased to be there. So basically, the hunters would steam across from England, leave early September. As they came across, they would gather newspaper and bring things with them. They're gonna stay there basically until I guess until late November till it freezes or gets close to be freezing. But they would take newspaper and in the ice house back in the day, they just kept stapling newspaper, 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 newspaper. And I think it was, I'd have to say probably the late 90s, they kind of went through and started to, uh, some things needed to be worked on. It's old wood building, you know, that, that type of thing. And they started carefully tearing off some, some of this newspaper. And, and the most interesting thing was, one of the newspapers they found, the headline reads, Lincoln gives the Gettysburg Address. So I think that that just, that just kind of put it into perspective, like, wow, man, there, there, is, there is a lot of history. There's got to be a lot of history there, right? That's, 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 uh, that's uh, to me, I've got a goosebump. That, it's, that's kind of crazy, right. I think. So, that, that is nuts. So yeah. just to, to get my timeline right, because my, my American history is a little lacking, but... So is mine. Uh, but in relation to time, the immac uh, the acclimation pro, you know what I'm trying to Rock say. Yeah, 
I'm not going to say. Yeah. The Mac, uh, whatever. Um, and the Gettysburg Address, like, what's like, what's the difference in timeline there? Like, I you know look. what I mean? I got to look. I got to look. Thank, thank God for Google. Yeah, man. Oh, but so, that, get, so definitely. as Jeff is doing that, yeah, Dave. Please, thank you. Well, I was just going to say, like, we're here Googling what the amalgamation thing is. Pro and proclamation. Proclam whatever. You know, I can't think those names. But <laughs> back then, they're stapling newspapers on. How many people here that might be listening have actually read a newspaper these days? That's true. When was the last time you guys read a newspaper? Just go to Google News and be like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been a long time since I've like actually unfolded a newspaper and read one. It's right. been uh, a while. This is uh, says uh, November 19th, 1863. Whoa. But, um, 1863. Wow. So, th so, that's, so that's pretty, you know, and, and if, and I'm assuming, Jeff, the reason why they were stapling the newspaper was insulation. Yes, insulation, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Right? So if yeah. anybody was wondering, why are they just stapling newspaper, newspaper? It's for insulation. They get their ducks and, and trying, to, trying to keep them so that they, uh, so they don't, I guess, decay or rot or die. Or whatever. Yeah, but check, check it out. Long Point Company, there's, there, to me, there is a lot of history there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking just to see if I type it in, how quickly it pulls up. I'm sure it's the first thing. So Dave, so again, as as Jeff is doing yep, this, Dave, first thing so, it pulls up. Um, with with regards to the camps, so so we're recording right now. It's Tuesday morning on the nineteenth. Um, this is a big day for us because uh, I believe. Oh yeah, look at that. Um, the nineteenth is the day that the first light gear um, comes out, and now today you're on the nineteenth. You're going to do. Oh, sorry. Did did I say that wrong with the first light gear? First light gear drops today. Yeah. So does I think the new season of Duck Lore. It I does. I think you're all right on that one. Yeah, it it does. You, you are correct. So we've got um, so we've got the the first light waterfowl lineup dropping today that you can actually order it now. Duck Lore season two is dropping today, and Dave is doing the teaser for um the second Punisher Waterfowl camp this evening. So Thursday, actually, I don't know. We'll see what Dave says for the teaser because I have absolutely no idea what he's going to say for this teaser. So um, if you get the chance to listen to this today because Jeff is very, very quick in editing and getting stuff put out on the, on the net. Gotta <laughs> be. You got to be. A lot quicker than what Dave and I are, that's for sure. And, and, and tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm still scrolling down. Still, still scrolling down through. It is the first live Grip It and Sip It. So we'll see. Uh, it's a big day today. It, it is. It is a big day. Let's see if I we can't. See, Jeff, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I forgot about the grip it and sip it there for a second. It's, it's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. I just hope we don't crash and burn. Karen's going to be a big part of it. And, um, I don't know. I just hope we don't crash and burn. So, I so, so, and I, I want to touch on this grip it and sip it thing a little bit because I just went and I signed up to become a patron. Thank you very much. Well, you're very welcome, which, which was an easy thing to do, but it is a really, really cool, I guess, um, program for lack of a better word that you can join up and then you can get all of the pit boss, uh, waterfowl, all the content that's all right there so uh it was, it was really cool so i think this grip it and sip it um if people are able to to get on tonight and join i'm going to try and get on um join karen and jeff i think you're really going to get an even closer dive deep into jeff and karen as a couple as as you know best friends as whatever um, I think you're going to get it in this grip it and sip it. So it, I think you're going to be, I think it's going to be a fabulous night and I think you're going to do amazing at it. You're very kind. Thank you. Uh, I have more questions for you. Oh, but, okay. But, 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 but the concept with this is, so I, I love going live Facebook, Instagram, not as much on YouTube, but definitely Facebook and Instagram. And usually I'm painting. 
it's I mean I, yesterday I did go live while I was cutting on the bandsaw but you know it's loud it's I mean I, I, I people do watch and they they comment but it's more of when I sit there and paint first off I'm sitting there and I'm kind of concentrating and you know somebody's saying something and and I, I said to myself I was like like I think I even said it out loud one time I was like man how cool would it be instead of you typing it to me like you could ask me right you could say hey what about this that or the other you know that kind of thing so all of a sudden good friend Bob Owen Lone Duck Outfitters Lone Duck Dog Training from upstate New York says hey man like why, why don't I have to give him credit for the idea he's like this this is what you need to do so we've kind of taken Bob's idea and trying to tweak it to fit our own needs and that's that's kind of the concept behind it where it is something I mean it is nice people are always interacting on social media with us but it's always the kind of thing where it's it's I, I even told Karen the other day so somebody types something to me I answer them, but I have I'm like I read and then I am answering them, but like are they there? Did they leave? I, I can't I don't know, you know, kind of thing. So it just um, you know, I guess it sets itself up for maybe maybe some 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 smaller issues face to face. But um, at the same time, it, it'll be if for nothing else, one time it'll be it'll be cool to do. So we're gonna give it a shot and see if it works out. For sure. So going back to your lives, you're actually in a trailer. The, the carving. The car carving. Yeah. I just picked up on that the other day. That's a decoy trailer, man. Dude, I've been sitting here watching pretty much this morning. Like, I leave YouTube on just, I have, I'm having trouble sleeping at night. So, like, I'll wake up and be like, oh, halfway through a show or whatever. Nine times out of 10, it's Jeff Coates in a trailer carving decoys. And I'm like, oh, huh. I wonder what part of his house that is. And then the one time I'm like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I, it's Jeff. I'm in the decoy trailer. I'm like, holy shit that looks like the inside of my trailer like that's yeah that it blew my mind the other day at two in the morning when i woke up <laughs> back back in the day i used to be big into drag racing and i had a 1970 chevelle super sport and i had a 32 foot enclosed car trailer and like it had all you know kept all kinds of stuff and it served many different purposes you know during during the season obviously got the car to the track off season was a good place to store stuff you know it was like kind of a mobile garage if you will and where we are right now i can't really turn the camera around but i mean um, what 25 feet and there's a, a bulkhead and there's water the, the backyard setbacks are very strict and I really couldn't put much of a shed up here and I was just kind of bummed out I did make a clean room if you will inside the garage that's where I paint but as far as carving goes you know just it, it, it just became very tight and I used to do all my carving at my mother's and my mother now lives with us so I just you know just trying to be like how, how you know I, do i go get a shop like what do i you know go rent something what 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 one day we were driving down the parkway and these guys have like basically had like a, a set off container that they they set on the ground they're doing some um, home improvement and they had a roll like a garage roll up garage door in it, and i looked in and man they have all their saws like they get this little mini shop set up in this thing i'm like man we we need to get a, a car trailer that's that's perfect it'd be mobile um i it never some of my ideas are a little grander than uh, what the reality is, but I was thinking, man, like, you know, take a generator. I could go carve anywhere. You know, go to go to Have the Grace Decoy Show, set up and start carving. Open the back door up, and I'm I'm carving, you know, carving on the spot. And Karen, you know, she she bought in and, and thought it was a great idea. And so anyway, that's kind of the story of, of the trailer. It's only 20 feet, but it's a 20 foot enclosed car trailer, and uh, it works works out pretty well. Mine's only 14 foot. <laughs> just every time we're on with jeff it's like yeah so i've got an 18 foot boat ah well mine's like you know oh well how big's your trip ah but <laughs> they do it bigger down in uh, maryland yeah yeah that's right size 17 yes. size 17 flip-flop those are boats right yeah those are boats and jeff i i should want to, to sort of go on a tangent here right now do it. um the shirt that you're wearing is yes. that the special edition Molly's shirt with the, the with the thing on the back? Are we um, allowed to talk about that? Yeah, I was gonna say we can't talk about that. Yeah, no, it's hush, not. Hush. No, it, it is not. This is, this is not. Oh no, we, oh. we can't. We can't talk about that. It's another thing oh. we can't talk about. Um. <laughs> when I come down, you're we're going to Molly's. We're going to all these restaurants. I'm going right. into this 20 foot trip. Like, oh my God, it's going to be like <laughs> the, the 20. I mean, when you, but it, it, it depends. The trailer may not, not be here. Maybe a, a nice, a nice shop, a night, a real shop. Yeah. We'll see how long it takes me yeah, to heal and get down there. 
Yeah. But truthfully, the trailers worked out really well. It is like yesterday. I opened the door up, and it was literally 100 degrees in there kind of thing. Um, but um, Cedar Swamp Gun and Decoys, Nick Castellano, he... He, he he was he's trying to build a building and it's a very slow process and he wants to carve so he went and got himself an enclosed car trailer and it's worked out really well um so it, it's just you know kind of being a little um you know we'll say thinking outside the box necessarily but just figuring out a way ingenuity yeah figuring out a way to do something so um speaking of decoys a great segue the punisher pack buddy so so I would like to take credit for this, uh, that it was my epiphany to have this, but a good friend of ours, uh, Russie Heron, Heron Game Calls uh, up here in Canada, uh, down in Windsor, uh, right across from Detroit. Um, he had mentioned to me, he was like, hey man, he was like, you should, you should talk to your, to your buddies at, at Real Geese about this, this idea of doing a Punisher pack. And I'm like, yeah, this is brilliant. So I, I talked to Dave and I was like, hey, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, let's see what let's see what Craig has to say. Craig Mintz from Real Geese. And of course, like everything, we asked Craig and he's like, I'm in. You guys tell me what you want to do. And I'm in. Uh, I'm in. I'm jumping in uh, head first. So, um, you know, great relationship, a great company. Um, as close, I Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, but as close to made in the USA is that you can get um, his products. Uh, just, I, I just think it's a company that's doing things for the right reasons, um, and and they're a great supporter of of Punisher Waterfowl and Union Zero Four Thirty. Now we have a product, and and it, it's a big flex for us. Like Dave just showed off the box, like. No big deal. We've got our uh, we've got our logo on a box of decoys now. No big deal. Yeah. Dave. Oh, I was just gonna say sorry. I look. I fumbled it when I was trying to lift it up. I forgot I only have one arm. <laughs> <laughs> you got the sling on. Yeah. Where where is the Punisher pack available? So in Canada, our friends uh, the Heinrichs at Canadian Waterfowl Supply. Um, so for Canadians, it's it's a direct order from a Canadian site. Um, if you're down in the states, go right to Real Geese, um, Real Geese, the Real Geese website. If you listen to our podcast with Craig Mintz, ah, you, you might want to listen to it and see what he said. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Well, I did listen to it, but I did not do what he said. I just I went kind of un- underground. I went I wanted to be below the radar. Yeah, but sounds, I'm, sounds about right with you. Uh, I'm going to take a. Uh, they will. They will get used. I don't think they're going to get used here in September. It's, it's a possibility, but I. I don't. At this moment, I'm thinking not. But definitely in October on PEI, and uh, I, I got to leave. I got to at least leave a dozen at least with with G off, so that he can he can say he has some Punisher pack, real geese decoys on the island. So now I'm going to miss PEI even more. So. I'm, Karen, if she was listening to you, she's like she'd like to go tomorrow. That's that's how that's how she feels about it. I know, but, and, uh, and we even talked about the event, mm-hmm. and and that's that's put on the back burner, um, and and it's probably good because I'm sure Dave would have uh, wanted to come to the event, so we'll postpone it for 2022 and hopefully 2023. But we've got to sneak. That's got to go under the radar because we can't let Karen know that we're doing the event because Karen will absolutely will not allow us to to take over her Zen moment of <laughs> her of vacation. She has her vacation at PEI. So we've got we've got to be stealthy with with this because if Karen thinks that it's going to take over her vacation. She's yeah, going to put the brakes on. Yeah, she wouldn't appreciate that. But <laughs> PEI is always a great time. We uh, Fred West is going to going to fly up there. He and, he and his wife Mary Beth, so they're going to be there this year. And I think Geoff's going to. And I mean, it's a short drive for Jeff back and forth each day. But the reality is, you know, like you're up early. He he, he drives out. You know, he, he likes Karen to have the truck, so he drives out, picks me up. We go to work. work not you know, not far trips usually to wherever we go and come back eat and sit down in the sun and i, I know jeff gets tired i i get tired right 
He's like, hey, I'll be back this evening. So he goes home, and he falls asleep, and then he's got to drive back, and then maybe there's some alcoholic beverages enjoyed, and then he has to drive back home again. So this year, I know for a good week, um, he's he's going to basically stay stay there at Shaw's too. So that should be, that'll that'll kind of add another little um, ease uh, to it. So, but um, but yeah, such a good time. The food, time. the company, you know, you know, you even get and and even Paulie like. You even you even dragging Polly around and and you know one thing. Oh, Polly! One thing I'm not looking forward to. What what's fuel prices right now? You guys experiencing? Uh, we're we're I'm at uh I'm at a buck, I think a buck eighty four a liter. So what's that in and gallons? There's four liters in a gallon. I think it's three point seven actually, but. Times what? A dollar what? Uh, so say a dollar ninety for PEI. Oops. Yeah. Ugh. I'm having. I don't like my. I love my iPhone. I don't like my calculator on the iPhone. Dollar ninety. Seven oh three. At a dollar ninety. So what are you paying a gallon in gas in Maryland right now? Our, ours is coming down. I, I, I'm not, you know, the truck's diesel, so I'm not as in tune with gas as much. Uh, my diesel's down to 529, I saw yesterday. It kind of it kind of topped out at 599 a gallon. Um, and, it, and it has kind of been coming down. I would say, I'd, I guess the gas is like 420, 430 a gallon, something like that. But uh, I, I don't know currently, because he hasn't told me, but Jeff was like, you know, with me and diesel, that equates on the islands like ten dollars and ten cents a gallon. But you got to convert that to American pricing too, don't you? So like seven bucks. Yeah. Yes. Seven, yes. Okay, seven yeah, bucks yeah. Canadian is like five fifty American for the exchange. And you know what? Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, that is a good point. Because and I should remember that because I'm always telling Jeff. I always say that's U.S. Whatever whatever my prices are, I said that's U.S. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Punisher waterfowl this summer. Were you guys heading anywhere? Any besides the in-season camps? But for the couple months before the season opens, you guys doing anything? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a Grimsby DU show. Where, uh, uh, so that's that's going to be kind of the big thing. We're going to go down. We're going to set up our little display. Uh, we're going to be there for questions. Maybe maybe hand out some stuff. See what people are saying. Um, so that's down in Grimsby on August 19th, 19th and 19th. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be down for that. Um, there's a DU dinner that night as well. Um, so I'm still 50, 50 on if I'm going, but, um, Damien will be there for sure. That's, mm -hmm. I, I got to see if I get my driver's license back. So nothing, nothing related to like drugs or alcohol. I, they told me, <laughs> they told me I can't drive because of my arm. I don't, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's good that you added that in because someone probably, somebody's out there, oh, he, he was arrested and he got his driver's license taken away. No, it's going to be a really cool event. Um, good friends of ours who we've hunted with a bunch of time. Actually, uh, Jeff, Steve had come down to PEI with us, so you got to meet Steve and, and hunt with him. He's a hot mess, but but he's, he's fun at the same time. Um, so his chapter, which is you know, a, a really big chapter in, in Ontario. Um, so they're going to put this off. We're going to come down. Uh, we're going to bring a pile of stuff. So from Beretta, Canada, um, so Beretta, Canada, Vortex, Canada, First Light. Um, we're coming down with a pile of stuff. Uh, we're going to show off. Uh, if Dave comes, he's bringing a new canoe. Uh, show that stuff off. And, and just, we're really going to go down there to show off what, what we support the companies that we support and that support us and draw some more attention to them at the same time getting to meet uh, a bunch of people that follow us um because it it's still taking some getting used to a eh, dave that that there's people actually that wanna that wanna talk to us like that that's something that we're we're really we're still we're still giggling about it that people will actually go out of their way to come and hang out and talk to us so um 
it, it's going to be a fun, fun weekend. It'll be a fun trip. And the one thing that's really cool that they're doing is that they're going to have a duck and goose calling competition. Um, our good friends at Challenger Ammunition is going to be um, sponsoring some prizes for that. So it's it's going to be a, a great weekend. It's not going to be um, what's that waterfowl festival down by you, Jeff? That I wanted to Easton? come to. Easton. Easton. It, it's not going to be Easton, but with hope, it can be built into something like Easton. So we're pretty excited about it. I did check it out. I mean, the, it looks like it's on a, a set of fairgrounds of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks, it looks yeah, like it, a nice place. Yeah, it is. It, it's going to be it's going to be an awesome time. But uh, again, it's the first year, um, and the, and the outdoor shows aren't as aren't as big in Canada. Um, so the hope is that we kickstart that again especially with everybody coming out of covid and 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 all that stuff so hopefully uh we get a kickstarted and we get a we get a ton of people come through and they dump a pile of money on the vendors and uh and it comes back even bigger and stronger next year very good uh, you said you were um you know c- kind of floored or disbelief that somebody would want to talk to you yeah Course. Yes. What about the Toronto Sportsman Show? That was huge. I I I remember Dave after it was over, um, because we're we're building our numbers, right? We're still a small brand, um, and we're building our numbers. And I remember after that weekend, Dave telling us how how much we grew in our followers and subscribers, and and we were just like, this weekend was. An amazing success for us, like such a huge success for us, was the Toronto Sportsman Show, and so much so that we're going back next year, and it's going to be even bigger. But trust me, that that announcement. I don't think coming. we can talk about that. I no, don't think we can talk about we that. We can't. No, what, absolutely, we can't. What month is the show? March. March, copy. Yeah. So March twenty twenty three. Um, pay attention to our social media who's gonna add good no go it kind of coincides with the um spring break here for this for kids right okay um they, they picked that perfectly that way we can get a lot of youth involvement so but that's all we can talk about really that's right so be really cool if they had like a yeah never mind i can't even say it no yeah you can't even say that i i know what you're digging at but you can't say it and we don't know Jeff's editing abilities and including and, <laughs> and us. He can put the video together and get it up on YouTube quick, but I don't know how much he can cut out. And he maybe got to cut out that Molly's thing that I mentioned earlier anyway. So if you uh, see a big picture over top of this segment, you know that Jeff edited it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it'd my like, trick. It'll like, be like the Scooby-Doo ending, you know, the Scooby-Doo thing. Um, anyway. Does it? Does anybody have an accurate time? My, my yeah, time? I think we're at. I think we're uh, at about uh, an hour and ten minutes. I think we're at about seventy minutes right now. Copy that. My, my counter says hour forty-two. So before we yeah, go, but that just, was when I, you and I jumped yeah, on. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, Dave, a bit slower. Dave, well, I just want to know what the plan is going forward with this. Like, are we going to have other guests on? Is that kind of the, or is it just going to be the three of us talking? Well, I, I personally the, leave it to the leave it to the audience. Yeah. Interact. Let them decide. I think that's something that uh, I would like to know. So, if you guys want to see us get some guests on, comment down below. Make sure you like and subscribe as well. One hundred percent. Comment down below what yeah. you want to see from this. Like, do you want to just see the three of us talking and drinking coffees, and or? Do you want us to get some guests? Do you want us to get some expert interactions? You know, so let us know. I, I would say on my, especially on my YouTube account, I will have your guys' YouTube channel and your social media links below. So, if someone, if you are viewing this on my YouTube, please, uh, please go down in the description and make sure you follow Punisher Waterfowl, the Union Zero Four Thirty podcast. A veteran owned. There. Um, there you, there, say I had it, to man. throw that in. I had to throw that in. 
I am a veteran, and I know I know the all the folks, and they do in Canada too, but down in the states, um, really, really big supporters of your military. So I had to throw that in, maybe get a couple extra brownie points from you by throwing that in. It's all good. <laughs> if, if my arm was longer, I would, I would grab. I have a Canadian flag, a U.S. flag, an Australian flag right there. I would grab, but I, I'm not, mm -hmm. my arm is not long enough to grab. So, are we done, episode three? I think so. I'll, I'll let I'll let Hello. you guys you guys close it. You ended. It. Hey, someone, someone, you know what, guys? Thank you for coming in. Thank you for listening. We appreciate every one of you. That is coffee in that cup. Um, I've done mine. I got. Tim Hortons, Mountain Dew. There we go. Diet, diet, diet dude, no sugar. Diet Mountain Dew. So, yeah, thank you. Hopefully, turn in next week for episode four. Um, like we said, tell us down below what you guys want to see, where you want us to go. If there's any topics you guys want, let us know. We are trying to be a little bit more interactive here with this, so uh, let us know. We will see you next week. As always, thinking of you, we are. Boom, boom. Big love. It is the P and P podcast. Oh, 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 oh,